Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast, The Mina Cobb Show featuring Lenny. Every Tuesday, Mina highlights the winners and losers from the weekend with Dominique Foxworth. Then later in the week, she's joined by different expert guests to look ahead to the next round. That's the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is the time of week where we have a guest join us. Uh, check him out on Peacock, brother from another. I mean, you can't do it no more this year, but the man was on the Amazon Prime Thursday night football broadcast. And that hairline still got me hating. Michael Smith, what's going on, big dog? Good to see you, big time. How you feeling, man? Hey. We, talk, we didn't talk all season, right? We look, we, we got it. We, we didn't talk did on we, the pod. Did we get in? Nah, because yeah. you oh, was no, on, I mean the pod. Yeah. Yeah, nah, you was on the road. Like you yeah, was out here yeah. making it happen. But to answer your question, how I'm feeling, man, I feel like I got two jobs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it ain't nothing wrong with that on payday. You know right? what I'm saying? But at five o'clock every day, and hey, you still ain't done with both jobs. It registers sometimes, like 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 you notice. Hey, but listen, you and I both know what the alternative feels like, right? Oh, that's real. That's real. That's real. <laughs> so, that's real. So now nah, the thing is, I make an adjustment. Like I go from just doing this podcast to doing this other TV show, Game Theory, Fridays at yeah. eleven on HBO and HBO Max, and that's a different kind of job, there, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that that brain of yours is working overtime because it's like it's 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 not just the increased amount of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of bandwidth. Like it's a whole. You always had to like, like shift your thinking. Some in, in some respects, well, from a production standpoint, well, I imagine. Yeah. Well, it's that, and you got to do all the media. But this is the big thing, right? So we do this thing on the show. We call it the Man on the Street segment. And man, mm-hmm. James Davis early was like, "Yo, we need to get something with Bomani in the street talking to the people." And I was like, "Okay, we'll give it a go." And the first time we did it, man, we did a test shoot, and it was like. 15 degrees outside like it is as cold <laughs> as i have been in new york city the canada goose and we, oh man we was out there yes yes i had my goose on and they had the nerve to complain about my look and i'm like are you high it's like 50 a whole bunch of because <laughs> that wasn't there at 15 degrees was like i ain't yeah. like how you look but anyway right. um, from inside the office yeah yeah, yeah. whatever from, or from california so yeah. i'm like all right whatever right and so we shot it and it was a miserable terrible night and they cut it up and they sent it to the suits and they loved it. Mm-hmm. And then we put it on the show and people loved it. And I was like, so we're going to be out here shooting this cold right. man on the street as right. long as we got a show, huh? And the answer is yes. And y'all that's would the one. Lo- y'all would love this. Right. <laughs> this well, is the thing y'all and, would love. Right? And on top of it, because it looks cool. We got to do it at night, right? Because people like the way it looks at night. You know the problem with shooting it at night? You got to do it at night. And when you do it at night, ain't nobody burning no work day all the way before. (laughs) I say all that to say um, the man on the street is certainly for the people. The people. There you go. This is your gift gift to us. Yeah, the show ain't for your boy. But I tell you what, though. 
But you know, as as a New Yorker, and this this just allows you to expand your repertoire when it comes to your fashion taste. Now you can break out the scarves, you get the yeah, you get the beanie, yeah, you get the gloves, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why do I mean? why do I have to do that though? <laughs> why can't you just be in the confines of a cozy? Year? All I'm saying I, I is, in theory, I, I could break out all that fashion in the summer, but you don't because it's not cold. Oh, it's the cold. Bur- the it's burden cold. of being a superstar. Such a no, such that, such a heavy burden you oh, bear. That ain't, that ain't the burden <laughs> of being a superstar. It's homeless people out there complaining about it being 15 degrees. Now, granted, they don't get to go inside at the end of the night, but it and don't change the fact. For that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you all this. You just hit me with the what about the starving children in Ethiopia? And <laughs> no, you know, I and, I, and I and I and I'm and I'm and I'm a half step away from being like, have you ever seen Sam Kennison's routine about the starving children in Ethiopia? That's how I feel about that cold. They'd be like, other oh, people don't get to come inside from the cold. Well, they should break into something and then yeah. make it happen. Yeah, Listen. you know. You are part of part of our relationship. First of all, it, this reminds me. Uh, you talked about Thursday night football. Uh, I have never been as cold as I was in Green Bay. I couldn't feel my lips. Oh, I can only imagine. Speak. I don't know what I was saying. I had the goose on. I had the gloves on. It was so. I I do feel you, but you know this. In all seriousness, part of the the nature of our relationship is on many levels, not every level, but on many levels. I can relate. So I don't take yes. what you're saying as complaining <laughs> or being ungrateful. Yes. I get it. I understand yeah. where you're coming from on all I appreciate it. I, I appreciate but, and, that. But we appreciate it. We appreciate the effort, most important. Yes. You're, you're it welcome. Is for the people. You're yes. welcome. You're, the Green yes. Bay thing is interesting because, like, I was looking at the man on the street stuff that we shot for the first couple episodes, and it was real cold that night. And you could hear it in my words and you could see it in my face. I'd be like, so, but you know, what do you think about it? Like, I ain't no room for movement. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing. Like, I don't know how them cats be playing. Uh, but, but, let, but let me ask you this. When it's kind of time to have the discussion, since it's such a hit now, well, which streets do you have to talk to men on? Can you talk to the <laughs> men on the streets in Buenos Aires? Can you talk to yeah, the men on the streets yeah. in Paris? Can yeah, you talk that's exactly in Miami. Like, that's, can you take that's this exactly, Yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. I need to take yeah. our entire budget and book the man on the street world tour. Oh, you know that, 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 that. <laughs> let me tell you this. If we had the Man on the Street World Tour, let me tell you what I wouldn't be wearing uh, for the rest of the show. Expensive suits. Or, <laughs> or they might be expensive suits purchased <laughs> by Bomani Jones. It'd be, it'd be a completely different ballgame. But we'll yeah. switch gears uh, just as we're getting ready to start this. Your man, Tom Brady, looking to be out on Miami Beach. I know those buildings. I know that saying that he out there. He sent out the I'm retiring video. Um we already did this last year, so I don't yeah. even like feel the need to get deep into legacy stuff and everything yeah. else. But yeah. I am glad to have you here because for those who are not aware, you covered Tom Brady from literally day one, right? Yeah. Like y'all, like yeah. y'all were basically rookies together with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, he was so in year two, I- right? Yes. Yeah, so when I was an intern is when I first met him. So I was an intern at the Boston Globe in 99 and 2000. His rookie year was 2000. When I graduated uh, from Loyola, New Orleans in 2001, and I came on, I went back to the Patriots beat, which I had been dabbling in the summers before. And I, I, would, I wouldn't dare say that, um, that I, I got to know him well. We were just two young dudes. Um, but you know how the Patriots organization is. I mean, everybody, you have to have the cover to know how, how tight they are um, with access. And I was young and I was, I was nobody. He was young and nobody. So we kind of like 
connected on being young and nobody. And I, I mean, relative, like he was somebody. I mean, he'd only played at Michigan, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and been a, a big name there. Um, and, and, and you, and you, you, you was a Boston Globe first round draft pick. It's okay to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I was, thank you for that. And so, you know, we would, we would, you know, have small talk every now and then. Um, but I mean, he was, he was fourth at one point, man. It was Bledsoe. It was John Freeze. It was your man, Michael Bishop. Yes. My man, Michael Bishop, Michael, Michael Bishop sitting around every day being like, that could have been me. Dude, Michael Bishop. I mean, well, listen, that is a, you, 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 you serious. Like you joking, but as you know, you serious. I mean, Michael Bishop might have been ahead of his time for all we know, and we can have that conversation as well. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 I've always counted my blessings. Like to make it, I make it about me for a second. It's just like, you know, I don't consider myself, you know, the most, the most talented, the most knowledgeable, the most articulate. I may have the strongest hairline, but <laughs> beyond, beyond that, it's like I was very, very fortunate to be where I was when I was. You know, it's the same with people in the night with the cover of the '90s Bulls or the '80s 49ers or any other dynasty. To be a part of that got people reading my stuff that maybe otherwise would not have, even if it was in the Boston Globe. And that obviously led to ESPN. So I always felt privileged to be a part of it on the ground floor. And the thing about Brady, man, is just like looking back, it's just, you know, it 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 really was a surprise to everybody but him. Because I don't I don't know if you've ever done this. You probably haven't. But like every now and then I, I find myself asking a dumbass question. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. man, like that was a dumb, dumb question. Or well, maybe just in hindsight, given who he turned out to be, it was dumb. Maybe I'm being too hard on myself. But I remember just making that small talk. And I was like, yo, man, like, I, I think I asked him something about being nervous. And he looked at me like, played in the big house. I played at Michigan. What I'm nervous, <laughs> what I'm nervous going, I guess, like, this is what I do. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. You kind of are. You know what I mean? So it was, ne- the moment was never too big for him, even at the beginning. He was always going to take the job, whether Drew Bledsoe damn near died or not. He was going to be the quarterback because it was clear to, to Bill Belichick throughout the offseason and in the training camp in 2001 that the better quarterback for that team was was Tom Brady. Even when Brady when Bledsoe came back from injury, it was a controversy everywhere except for in Bill Belichick's mind because once he had the opportunity to put in Tom Brady, he was never going back. Brady was never giving it back. And so it's, you know, as, as unlikely a story as it is being picked number 199, six-round pick, the makeup of the man made made his journey to being the greatest of all time make all the sense in the world as unlikely as it was back in 2001 yeah and i think something that kind of gets lost is the legend of tom brady really is entirely about the makeup right and the reason yeah. i say that is how many yards did he throw for in that first super bowl was it like 145 or something like that's that all right yeah that's about right. one it- touchdown pass Right. And keep it and keep it in mind, that's with the march at the end of the game down Mm -hmm. the field. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a Super Bowl MVP because somebody had to win the Super Bowl MVP. But I remember watching that game and they were tied and they got the ball deep in their own territory, maybe a touchback. Right. They had it at their 20. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you're going to kneel this thing out and go to overtime. And John Madden Madden is on the call. (laughs) Even after they made the field goal to win the Super Bowl, John Madden's like, yo, glad that worked out for you. But uh, and that is not a that that wasn't typical John Madden behavior. And by the way, it wasn't no super great drive. Right. No. A couple of short passes to J.R. Redmond. um, Like Kevin Falk. That, yeah. was a, that was a 48-yard field goal, which back then, even for Adam Minitari, yes. was not a gimme. It was not a, like right now, it's like if you ain't making 48 yarders, you, you know, you bug it. Like back then, that was like, 
holy smokes, he going to make this. Right. And that drive didn't have any defining play, right? Like it didn't mm-hmm. have a helmet catch. It didn't have it anything like that. Yeah. Right. Just check downs and go down the field. Like you weren't, there was no reason to think you were watching one of the greatest players of all time there, right? No. There was a no. lot of quarterback narrative stuff that was tied up in it. But even throughout that season, what he did that was important and I think got lost about the difference between him and Drew Bledsoe is it really came down to Drew Bledsoe just took too many sacks. Like, if you look at the year before, that 2000 season, Bledsoe was not very good, and it wasn't looking good once they were in there. And what we didn't realize, I think, at the time of watching that team was that that was a potentially all-time great defense on that other side. And so if you just chilled out and didn't mess it up, everything was going to be all right. Do you know the phrase that has carried a negative connotation? I don't know if it still does. I think but game manager, evol- game manager, man. Like, and Brady made game manager sexy. Like, that is the number one job of a quarterback is yeah. managing the game. It's yeah. taking care of the ball, is understanding the situation, and executing accordingly. And so, for a long time, oh, he ain't nothing but a game manager. Like, that's a bad thing, you know. Yeah. And so, his game management skills is what separated him. From Drew Bledsoe, even though obviously Brady was a much younger player. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. Yeah, and he managed... To me, what I think is maybe the most impressive part, as I said, we're not gonna really do this, but still, I think this is a part that gets that idea. Hey man, he played for twenty three years. There's a lot right. to say about the dude, <laughs> right? Like I didn't really, I don't think this was discussed that much the last time he quit his job, but <laughs> he held it down. Is that reason you phrase it that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he quit his job. It happens, right? Like, like, like it's, it's what it is. He about to go get another job. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he ain't retiring. It's like retiring from the army. You get that pension, and then you go get another job. You do know you what I mean? Tom Brady. Well, hey, wait. Don't lose your thought. But do you think Tom Brady will be doing man on the street segments? Nah, no, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think. Night, I don't, in the cold. Don't see it. Don't see <laughs> okay. it. Don't see it. Um, but he held it down. Basically, he developed a superstar's resume, and then started playing like an actual superstar. Right. Like if you think about those first three years to me, he didn't really get to be like, oh, he's getting here now till that year four when they won that Super Bowl against the Eagles. Like that Super Bowl he played against the Eagles out of those first three he played was by far to me the best one. The second win against Carolina, that was Corey Dillon. Both of those years, 03 and 04, that was a running ground and pound 
football team where their best receiver was Deion Branch. I remember the well, first. I, I also think Troy Brown is like. Oh, totally underrated. Underrated. In oh, this. Come, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, Troy Brown played quarterback but and say, punt returner. Like, how, Troy Brown was a great receiver who they played at quarterback against Peyton Manning yes, in the yes, playoffs. Yes. Right. All I'm saying is how Julian Edelman become a star and Troy Brown. Oh, my bad. I know. Anyway. um, but Well, but, it's that, but it's also Brady. The game evolved and Brady, yes. Brady evolves with the game. Like, Brady. That's like, fair. The way the game was played in, in Brady early years, early 2000s, like the advent of the spread, he didn't obviously the RPOs didn't work with him, but the but the but the implementation of more of a college offense, more of a spread offense, Brady adapted to that and they exploited that. Like I remember what I was gonna say is I remember the first game in the history of Gillette Stadium. It was the season opener after they won that Super Bowl 36 against the Rams at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the year before, it was game management. As Ron Borges, then the Boston Herald used to write, the Patriots were throwing sideways. It was a mm-hmm. bunch of screens to Antoine Smith and J.R. Redman, who you mentioned, and Kevin Falk and some Troy Brown stuff and David Patton and Terry Glenn, rest in peace, had a couple of big plays early in the season before he was done. It was like Brady, they were hiding Brady. First game of the 2 season against Bill Cowher's Pittsburgh Steelers, knowing they couldn't run against Casey Hampton in them, empty. They went empty, and nobody was doing that back then. They just went empty. And Brady just think, 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 just dinking and dunking at these short passes, a bunch of yak. So he's very much self-made, was not a great deep ball thrower early in his career, ended up becoming, making his arm stronger, getting his body right. We all know about the famous combine picture. Becoming a deep ball thrower, see the Randy Moss years. Remember they tried their Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, two tight end. Uh, offense. I mean, the evolution of the Patriots offense along with the game, along with Tom Brady, is fascinating. Yeah. Well, I always think the most interesting quirk of Tom Brady's career is that to me, the best of Tom Brady is 2007 through 2013. Okay. How many Super Bowls they win in that run? None. None. Yeah. None. That's None. the wildest thing to me. When we talk about Tom Brady, he did the winner guy thing early. He did the winner guy thing later. When he was at his best, now granted, in that run, they went undefeated. Um, They had another Super Bowl. Yeah, they season. went to a couple. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went to a couple. But as we talk about the quarterback win thing, it's so wild. When he was at his best, yeah. they did not win Super Bowls. Now, that 2007 season, We Mm -hmm. don't talk about it very much because it ultimately ended the way that it did, right? But I need to walk people through this because it dawned on me that, you know, we now at a point where we got some youngsters who may be listening to this podcast and they can't fully appreciate what that season was, all right? Now, I know if I get these details wrong, you'll know that I'm getting these wrong, but I think I got it right. Okay. I'm pretty sure you do. Randy Moss played two years with the Raiders. I was so excited about Randy Moss playing with the Raiders that I went and bought a pair of shoes to match a white Raiders Randy Moss jersey that I ultimately did not get. No, I didn't. I ultimately didn't get it because I went broke. But my thing, but my thing was it was gonna be Randy Moss going long, right? Because that's all the Raiders do is go long, right? In a North Turner offense. And he had a thousand yards the first year. 
But then the second year, it all went to hell that year. Um, and it's one of those where it was like, oh, Randy Moss don't play hard. No, Randy Moss stopped playing hard in that team when he realized nobody else was really invested. And a story a former player told me about that team was the coaches told Randy, go long every play. And Kerry Collins had the audacity to not throw him the ball because he was mad because Randy Moss wasn't sight reading. Like, 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 okay, whatever. So people thought Randy Moss was finished at something well, like age 29. Well, now this is not me doing the moth hand up thing. This mm-hmm. is me saying, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. I was they, one of those people. Yeah, people thought Randy Moss was finished and Bill Belichick managed to get Randy Moss for a fourth round pick. Because one of the things I love about Bill Belichick is people got all kinds of ideas about what Bill Belichick will and will not put up with. Let me tell you what he won't put up with. Dudes who can't play. Let me tell you what he will put up with. Guys like Randy Moss. We only know Bill Belichick's day because of Lawrence Taylor, right? So he gets Randy Moss, and you stop and you think about it, and you're like, yeah, the best receivers Tom Brady had had heretofore were Troy Brown and Deion Branch, and now he has Randy Moss, who people think is finished. Hmm. Their first game. That Jets game? That's what I say. That first game of the season was against the Jets, okay? And I just remember that one. And it was in New York, right? It was at at, at the Meadowlands or MetLife, whichever one it was. Yes, it was. I just remember one play. Randy Moss is split out wide to the right. Yeah. And he runs, I don't know if what you call it, a post, a crossing yeah. pattern, whatever. Right down the middle. Yeah. But he ran long enough, far enough, and fast enough that he ran by three people. Yeah. Three yeah. people. And Tom yeah. Brady just chucked that thing up there. And I just yeah. remember being like, oh, guys, yes. this is yes. going to be a yes. problem. And that Dude, he year, got the end they, zone and hit him with that. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. Dude, that <laughs> year, they were such a problem. <laughs> From Dude. day one, they were such a problem. Tom Brady threw 50 touchdown passes. After all that I told you before about him managing yeah. it, even then, he, was, like, he had gotten a lot better. But it was just like, I mean, but what's the ceiling on this real? Right. Right. Ooh, that Moss was caught, the ceiling. Moss caught 23 that year, right? Which, like, I mean, look, Jerry Rice catching 22 and 15 is just stupid. But, like, no, I just no, no, thought- no, 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 hold on. It was Moss at 22 because Randy, because Rice, because Rice oh. had, Rice had 22 total touchdowns that year. He had 22, 21 receiving and one on a reverse, hmm. right? Oh, okay. Right. I, I don't know why I thought he had 22 receiving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He had 22 yeah. total. Okay. Hold on. It wasn't 21 and 15. It was 21 and 12. What is, that was the strike year of 87. It was the strike, he, it was the he strike missed three year. years too? No, it was that 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 15 includes games where replacement players. That man, 21 touchdowns in 12 Dude, games? 21 touchdowns in 12 games. Just like I want to say Reggie White had something like 21 22 sacks, sacks. in yeah. 12 games. You know yeah. why? You know why that happened? I'll tell you why that happened. I have a great theory specifically on uh, Jerry Rice, and it probably applies in a different way to Reggie White. It's the strike. These cats don't think they're coming back, right? You remember when <laughs> they called him slipping? Yeah, you remember when they came back for that lockout in NBA in '99, and it yeah. looked like they didn't think they looked like they thought it was going to be a snow day, and then it yeah. didn't snow. That yeah. same thing happens to the whole league, but while the league is like. Psh, I get back what I get back. 
what you think yeah. Jerry Rice was doing. Jerry Ryan Rice Hills was doing what Jerry Rice do right catching, now. Catching bricks. Running, <laughs> that whole way. He, he out catching bricks right now. He was I'm running up you, that hill. So everybody you. else is playing themselves into shape. And Jerry Rice is up there. Well, because I also remember, like, I mean, people forget Jerry Rice, 85, 86 Jerry Rice was not the Jerry Rice that would only be the greatest player regardless of position yes. of all time. So he had, a, he had a hell of a lot to prove. But no, I was say about Moss. Yeah. Bro, I remember, like, I've had my share of takes that I like back, plays that I like back. I'm so glad that I wasn't on television when I said this. I will never forget being in a, in a fantasy football draft prior to the said 2007 season. And it's, I'm, in, I'm in Boston at the time, so it's a bunch of, like, you know, New Englanders, Patriots fans, whatever. Somebody took Randy Moss. I'm like, Randy Moss. He ain't going to do <laughs> <laughs> And he went out there and had one of the greatest seasons that anybody well, has but, ever but had. I think, but I think two things we should appreciate about Randy Moss. Like Bill, and you talked about Bill Belichick. He loves people who love football. Randy Moss loves football. So to play what I, to, I play what I want to play, straight cash on me, all the stuff, whatever, is like, it's like Randy Moss loved to compete and loved football. He was also brilliant. He was a he is and was a brilliant person and football player, and so the, it's not it, many a receiver have come into New England, established receiver have come into New England and struggled. Young receivers and established receivers. This dude picked up that offense like that. Okay, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then also from a personal level, one of my favorite videos, and I know you don't spend the whole thing on Moss, but you can I, we can talk about Moss all day. Um, You've seen it where he's in Bill Belichick's office trying to convince him to have a Halloween party. Yes, it's like it's, it's the greatest holiday. It's it's candy. <laughs> but that's like, but Randy had that. You know, he they had that rapport. Randy had that kind of vibe with people. Like you know, so yeah, man, it was that was one of the greatest things to ever happen uh, to both those guys. Yeah, um, I don't. But you're right, Brady. Brady's peak did not result in the championships that you know when he had the complete team laying on did. Go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. Now let me jump right fast. One last. Yeah. Randy Moss story. Yeah. Is the NFL films clip. I've only seen it one time. I hope it's not one of those things that I imagined, but I don't think so. But right. NFL films did this really funny video on the coin toss and like the, the, the superstitions and how serious some people are about their approach to the coin toss, right? And like what they're going to choose. And so they show Randy Moss on the sideline talking to Dante Culpepper. Hey, mate, tails. Always call tails. Just like, <laughs> just like PlayStation. Always call tails. And so oh they go out there. I'm assuming they called heads. They called Pepper called heads, and they lost. And Randy Moss was not happy. And they coming off the sideline. I told you, call tails. They don't play PlayStation like we do. <laughs> totally concluded. He had a system to call it. Only call tails. Based on PlayStation, just like PlayStation. Just like PlayStation, man. That just dude. like I've only I've only talked to Randy Moss. He was a PlayStation once. character. Yeah, we've. Oh. It, was like, it was like it was like he was playing PlayStation. Everybody else was playing for real football. He was playing a video game. Uh, one of my favorite, like I only have one actual in person Randy Moss story. Um, and you remember? Uh, no, this wasn't this wasn't the pep rally. This was upfronts in 28 17 18 one of those it was up front and we going in i don't know if it was some kind of rehearsal or something like i don't feel like it was the actual meeting like the, the upfronts were the day after and so yeah. we're there and i'm walking in and i'm on the escalator behind randy moss 
and he gets to some table and there's some food out. And I guess it's, you know, I, don't, I guess the food was for everybody. I don't remember exactly what. But Randy Moss stopped and looked at the lady and said, how long has this food been sitting out here? <laughs> <laughs> how long has this food been here? Like he, while he was definitely curious about the free food. Yeah. He he had questions about it. I was like, thank you for taking that one off for everybody. Randy, my my only Randy Moss direct encounter, uh, he either he either called me beige or half breed, one of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. I, I was I, I don't it was on he did like this was this was early live stream days. I don't know what the platform was. Probably something that's no longer ex- in existence. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, he was live streaming something. And uh, I don't know, how, I don't even remember the story. Like just like I can't, I, I forgot that they had three replacement games in '87. I'm getting old, though. Um, it was somehow my name came up. He was like, you mean the half breed or something <laughs> like that? Or you know, a big, I don't know what it was. I'm like, this one. No, Dog, that's, no, that's, that's no chill. <laughs> no, nah, you got to understand, though, man, from cats. That's from West places, Virginia. That's it, from places like West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Like, I am sure oh, that I a, bi- person. No, no, I am sure that a biracial person from West mm-hmm. Virginia may have felt as though that was a slur. Yeah. Randy Moss. And you, by the way, you were correct. Jerry Rice did have 22 receiving touchdowns, but I was correct. It was 12, 12, 12 games. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, still 12 yeah. games. Um, yeah. But uh, um, because because you know I remember John Four K. Oh, I don't yes. know how I brain farted on that. Yes. I remember the '87 strike, the '87 strike year. That was uh, that was the state's year right there. Yes, but that uh, was, that was the first division title, I believe. Yeah, but Randy Boss, that dude right there, he thinks that's just what you. At least at that point, that's just what yeah. you call those people. Yeah, like, that's just that's, that's another word for light skin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, Listen, man, I was just flattered that he actually referenced me. It was all Oh, good. yeah. I didn't think he was offended, <laughs> but I'm just saying yeah. for the listeners out there, some of whom I think recall, I'm just here to tell you. I'm oh, not yeah, saying yeah. what's right or what's wrong. I'm just I telling you. you the country operates yeah. differently than yes. a lot of places. Yeah. Not but, the uh, USA country, the country. The country. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. The, right. Now, Brady uh, going to get that Fox job, or he's got that Fox job. That's going to be interesting. Um, I have I've mentioned this very briefly, I think, last week with Dominique, or I may have been talking to somebody else about this, but I have been fascinating, fascinated watching Gronk, who definitely is out here like, I would like to be taken seriously now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there was a lot of money to be made for him letting people believe that he w- was dumber than he actually was, but, yeah. like, I am fascinated by the athletes who get on television and the ones who really are out here. They're not just trying to get a check or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, that dude's out here, like, trying to bring it. Tom Brady going to be on TV, and I have to be honest, that sounds incredibly boring. Yeah, I, I I don't have high expectations for him. I mean, look, we talked about Jerry Rice. Many a great, I'm not saying it's going to be Jerry Rice, but many a great player has tried and failed on television, just as many a scrub, quote unquote, or bust, or career backup, or nobody has flourished on television. The type of player you are and the type of player that you presented yourself as in controlled environments such as press conferences and your own podcast nowadays or locker room access ain't got shit to do with how you're going to be as an analyst. And so I don't have great expectations. I think he'll work hard at it. Um, that's another thing. I, and I, I does he does he does he want to do it because they paying him so much money to do it, 
or does he want to do it because he really wants to do it? Because you and I also know the athlete who thinks it's easy and, and it thinks, oh, and it ain't, or who is just like, yeah, it's something to do, you know, to stay close to the game, but I'm not really viewing this as my craft. I'm not yeah. viewing this as my profession. I'm not approaching it with the same intensity and commitment as I did the game that I once played because I just, it's, it doesn't do it for me. So if he approaches it and takes it seriously and, and, and tries to get better at it, I think he can be more than capable just because of his wealth of knowledge. Um, but I just, I'm, I don't, and I honestly don't know, it's not rhetorical. I honestly just don't know if this is something that he wants to do or it's just something to do. Yeah. And I try to avoid like, media criticism for obvious reasons we're a bit compromised right yeah, Like, right. <laughs> but something that is going to be very interesting for tom brady and you know what i imagine you can understand what i'm talking about here too you and i are of similar age and we got to some places early in the game right you had that moment where you used to be like we used at the globe you're the youngest dude in every room you walk in then you look up one day and you're the old man at the club like when did that happen and i'm sure for tom brady they had that point well, now he's about to be on Fox NFL Sunday where he is by far the youngin. Like that's a broadcast that needed a younger person. They basically, the only real change, James Brown now went to CBS. He used to be at Fox. They replaced him with Kirk Menefee. Otherwise, mm -hmm. that was basically the same broadcast team that they got when they got the contract in 1994. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson is almost 80 years old. Like Terry Bradshaw is up there in that space. Yeah. Howie Long has been retired for almost 30 years now, right? Yeah. I guess yeah. Strahan, I guess Strahan's a kid old there, but even Strahan was drafted, I want to call it seven, eight years before Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Like they kind of looking at him like we need an infusion of what counts as youth on linear television over yeah. there like they like if i'm the producer of that i don't just want tom brady to be good like i need you to get in here like i think he'll be good because the way they do the broadcast everybody just kind of hanging out and like bumping yeah. elbows and stuff like that yeah. but no 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 if like if he don't want to do it fox got a problem yeah um no and that's that's interesting and even on cbs they may have i mean Cowher ain't been out the game that long but other than nate burleson yeah, you know that's an older crowd, and now, that's Coward you know, been out. Coward been out the game for over six years. Yeah, yeah six was yeah. his last year. Yeah, um, but I mean, relative to like Jimmy Johnson, or, oh yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah, Long yeah. or Terry, but it's like, but but it's still old. Yeah, um, which is you know not to be self serving or not like that. Well, it's not self serving because you know it's not my company and it wasn't my decisions. But it's one of the cool things about the Amazon crew on mm -hmm. Thursday night is everybody. I mean. Tony Gonzalez is the oldest dude. Everybody else just left the game. Uh, I think I think all these networks need to. And I'm not trying to put anybody out the pasture, but I think all these networks need to look at, you know, the audience, whether or not it's truly reflected, not just you know from a uh, a, a gender or, or a race perspective, but age. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're, all these set, all these deaths are old, all of them. Yeah, but what happens is people become familiar. That's true. You know what I mean? Like you, like, you grew up on him. Yeah, now, John Madden. You mentioned John Madden. We never looked at John Madden as old. No, no. <laughs> we, yo, we I ain't gonna lie. When we started watching it, yo, I don't know about <laughs> you. 
But I don't know if I've ever been more defensive of a stranger, an old white man, no less, than I would be with youngsters who try to, like, throw some slick shade at John Madden at the end. I'm like, no, 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 dog. I don't think you understand. This is the greatest of all time. Like, like yeah. there's – John Madden is out here, like, how everybody's player for number two on the greatest receiver of all time. Yeah. It's the gap between John Madden and number two is so it's much bigger close. between the gap than between Jerry Rice and Randy Balls. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it really is John Madden and everybody else because everybody else is kind of like, well, you can make an argument for a lot of people. There is no Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. It's like John Madden and take your pick. Right. You know? No, John Madden, I can only imagine what it was like the first time the TV producers heard John Madden like do a screen test and you look at each other like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boys. I Go think to show it, you. Uh, might be owned to something. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Super Bowl. I want to leave mm-hmm. me some. I want to leave me some bullets in the chamber for what I talked to Dominique. Oh, I'm sure you got the, plenty about the, about the black quarterbacks and all this. But I do want to ask you this: just as an observer of football and of life, can you imagine being a 49er defensive player once you realize that we are down to a quarterback that I didn't even know was on the team? Bro, Josh Johnson has. How many, how many teams is it now that he's played for? I think it was 15, 14 or 15. And that's just in the NFL. Yeah. But my guy, uh, my guy uh, has played, played in several more. other leagues. Well, yeah, Ben Roster. But I mean, that's like, and I don't I don't even know if that includes like being cut in camp or it does. Know, practice squad. It does. Okay, cool. But he's also been like in other leagues, in other in other yes. minor leagues or whatever. Like he is just. I mean, I remember when he was at San Diego State with Harbaugh. Hold on. San Diego. San Diego. I'm sorry. Not San even Diego. San Diego State. Not the Aztecs, right? Not Marshall Falk. Not the Aztecs. Yes. San Diego with Harbaugh. Um, Jim Harbaugh. And so, yeah, man, like, but that, but honestly, the Josh Johnson is kind of like, in many respects, the real example of how far we've come when it comes to black quarterbacks. That's what I said. Getting that that backup quarterback money as a black quarterback was really the next frontier. But hold on, hold on. (laughs) This is a level beyond backup quarterback money. This is a job they could literally give to any other human on earth. Right? Because by the time you get there, it don't even matter. Like, I honestly think as a football team, when you got to go down to the number three or four quarterback, you need to treat that like when you at the office and the air conditioner broke. We all going home. There ain't no point in being here. We just going to be in here hot and mad for no goddamn reason. Like, this, yeah, there's no reason yeah. to do this. The air conditioner yeah. just broke. Let's go yeah. home. Uh, yeah. But a job that you could give to anybody, always go to a white man. Nope. John right. Johnson. He must, exactly right. He, he must be cool as hell, well, dog. People would love having him around. I mentioned well. That's that's what the backup quarterback is. As many so I mentioned that um, when it comes to the Amazon, I mentioned Amazon a second ago. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Fitzpatrick started a lot of games mm-hmm. for a lot of teams. But but the journeyman, you know what kind of a politician, and I don't say that as a negative. You know what kind of a politician, what kind of a people person, what kind of a of a, of a team player. How popular you have to be to be a backup quarterback in several places. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it requires you gotta you gotta get along with the head coach, the quarterback coach. You know, the offensive coordinator, you got to manage the personality of the starting quarterback. You got to be the, it's just like, it takes a special kind of person to be that. And really, there are many a white quarterback who has made a generational wealth 
off of being a career backup. That's 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 real progress is seeing depth charts full of remember when Shaq Harrison Jacksonville they were all black. I mean, oh yeah, excuse me. Um Baltimore is doing Baltimore. the exact same yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. All, all black. Ozzy Newsom, you know, he still got the influence there. But I mean the thing, you know, I'll just say this about the the two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And you tell me, man, because I, I think what's what's really awesome about it is not only are there two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, is one of them is the best quarterback in the league, and the other one has graduated to elite status. Now, Cam Newton was the MVP when he went to the Super Bowl, okay? Uh, Donovan McNabb was one of the better quarterbacks in the league at the time. Steve I would McNabb say one of the best at that point. Yes, one of the, yeah, one of the best, one of the better quarterbacks. Steve McNair was the same thing and, and went on to be an MVP after he went to the Super Bowl. Um, Russell Wilson at that time was not putting up those stats. You know, he was it was more of a defensive legion of boom type Marshawn Lynch type group. But Patrick Mahomes is the standard by which other quarterbacks are measured right now. And so I think that's where the growth has really happened. And, and it's like people always talk about when are we going to get to a point where, you know, they're not going to be black quarterbacks. It's going to be quarterback. Well, I'll tell you how we, we've gotten to that point. Sort of, not in not in totality, but sort of, when most of them are black, or most of the good ones are black. Like the guy we started out talking about, Tom Brady. They're real conversations. He once said he's gonna he's gonna retire when he sucks. I wouldn't say he sucks, but there are real conversations about whether or not Tom Brady, the game has passed him by, whether he's a real dinosaur and he, he can no longer overcome his shortcomings from an athletic standpoint. The way like the game Jim is played so in two thousand one. Thank you. The way the game is played now is played like like with a, with, a, with a dual threat quarterback. The white quarterbacks are playing like the black quarterbacks, whether it's Josh, whether it's Dan, Daniel Jones, even. It's like fool around and find out if you think that that Joe Burrow is a strictly pocket passer. Not you understand close. what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's like the game has evolved in such a way where we might get to a point. I mean, we're a ways away for that. Don't get me wrong. We might get to a point. Where white quarterbacks are like white running backs or white or white cornerbacks. Well, <laughs> yeah, just well, so well, many black quarterbacks. <laughs> well, you know, I you know, now they can't let that happen because it's part of the business plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I did something about that uh, on Game Theory the other day, where I was like, "Look, what they tried to do was make it to where we said slow was better than fast to keep the white dudes at quarterback, right? And see, and this is where the Drew Bledsoe thing gets interesting in that time period, where that's where we had that first wave of it's about to be all the black quarterbacks, right? Because those defensive ends had gotten so fast, and that's when we had the emergence of Michael Vick, Dante yeah. Culpepper, Donovan McNabb. Like, I feel like there's somebody I'm missing now, but you started to see the, sure. the rise and elevation of those players. And then what did they do? Change the rules. That is mm. when they, that is when it, Harry yeah. Edwards makes this point, by the way, just so you know, I didn't just pull this out of my key shirt. That is when they started making it more punitive for hitting the quarterback late, all the mm -hmm. stuff around the quarterback in the pocket because they were going to make sure that there was still a place for the white man to play quarterback because they think white dudes can't run, right? So they just yeah. made the pocket into more of a cocoon and tried yeah. to extend out the pocket, pocket passer era. But the problem was yeah. it wasn't just about these dudes getting sacked, right? Those defensive ends and everything else were still crazy fast, right? Mm -hmm. And so you needed the game to adjust and evolve. So what you now have, which is very interesting, every quarterback in the final eight of the playoffs this year was under 30. 
mm-hmm. you go look at the league from this season that just passed, the two best quarterbacks in their 30s were Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. Mm. There's an entire lost generation of quarterbacks now that's gone. Like Matthew Stafford. You think Matthew Stafford got anything left? Because I don't. And I don't know how good he ever was in the first place. But there's just basically a whole, like almost 20 years of quarterback drafts post-04, right? You got Aaron Rodgers in 05, but 04, you got those three dudes, right? Post-04 till like really like 2017, like you start getting in that space. Go look at the quarterbacks. Even the ones that were good were okay. Matt Ryan, yeah, MVP, whatever was okay. Joe Flacco, yeah, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. He was okay. You get into the Sam Bradfords. The guys that popped were the guys that could move. Andrew Luck, Cam Newton. You know, you you go down that whole page, and that's what wound up happening with the quarterbacks. And so they still, like, the idea that we're going to get all the black quarterbacks, we may get some more, but what they had to do was be like, okay, Let's go see if we can find some white unicorns who can run. Sure. And then they looked exactly around. Right. Right. And then exactly they looked right. around and were like, wait a minute. Did you know this fast white dude's all over the place? Right, right. Like, I mean, I, like Josh Allen, black, white, or other. That, that sucker's an alien. Like, dog, so- dog, Josh Allen, think about this. You watch Josh Allen in the way he ran the first two years and how long it yeah. took Brian Daybo to come around to the idea. Nobody ever considered asking that big water buffalo to run. <laughs> so wild. That's like when, like when people talk about me calling him Jaheem, I didn't call him Jaheem. I said if his name was Jaheem, they right. would have used him a lot differently from the start, right? Like I said, I saw North Turner had Teddy Bridgewater running the zone read as a rookie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Once they yeah. were like, hey, why don't we put this guy on the move? Everything unlocked. At that yeah. point. In fact, this is also a story I heard about one team. I don't want to say which one it was, but they were looking at quarterbacks in the Justin Herbert draft. And they said something about all I know is the quarterback we take is black. It's going to be black. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, we need somebody that can move, whatever it is. We're going to take somebody that's black. They went about Herbert. They were like, oh, yeah, he counts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole game changed because it became necessary. It is just so wild that it took them that long. Not to find quarterbacks that could move, but to find white quarterbacks that could move. Well, and it's like, if, and, and want to be clear, for, so people aren't taking this the wrong way. We're not, I'm not playing into any kind of, of course I'm not playing any kind of racial tropes or stereotypes no. by suggesting that athle- black equals athletic. No, that, but they, but they think the it point. does. Well, right. But, but what I'm saying is I think black, for, for purposes of this conversation, for me at least, black is is another way of, of is, is more of a style thing. Yes. This style of black quarterback is now the way that the position is played. Because once upon a time, it was frowned upon to to run. Ask Steve Young about that. Baddest, for my money, baddest quarterback in NFL history is Steve Young, circa 1992 to 1995. It's a, okay? there's I'll an argument. that dude over anybody. There's okay? an argument. So that dude, but, oh, he's, he's, he's wild. He's a runner. Like, even any quarterback, like think about the, all the all the black quarterbacks who wouldn't run, who 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 who, have, who who want to prove that they can win from the pocket. Now there's still there are still some conversations dripping with racism around black quarterbacks. Ask Lamar Jackson. Ask Lamar Jackson how far we've come when it comes to the conversation about what a black quarterback is able to do in the pocket. And process when it comes to processing information and processing defenses. So I'm not saying that we 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 we're all that that everybody's colorblind. No, everybody's not colorblind. What I'm saying is it's like 
when the best quarterback is a black quarterback and when the best quarterbacks either are black quarterbacks or play or play traditionally the way that has been associated with black quarterbacks, that to me is a point where it's like, okay, maybe we, maybe it's, maybe we don't, they're not, they're not an anomaly anymore. They're not, they're not an exception. They are the rule. Now, are they are all 32 quarterbacks going to be black? Of course not. But they're all going to have to play a certain kind of way. And 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 there's going to be a lot more grace given to black quarterbacks who play that way than those who played in obviously in yesteryear. But man, I you know again I know we short on time, but I just talk about when you said you and I are the same age. We were talking about the Super Bowl in '87. It, 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 I want to mm-hmm. make this point: Super Bowl 22 was the first one I watched. That same. was the first one I actually watched. Same, and I watched it because of Doug Williams. Somebody told me. Watch what Doug Williams is doing and not just doing in that game or in that second quarter, which there still has not been a quarter like that in NFL history or, or Super Bowl history. What he was doing opposite John Elway. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got to only reason I got to make you pause. I am already working on something for my TV show along this exact line. Oh, listen, that makes me feel good. Good. Oh, all yeah. right, cool. Oh, that, yeah. means, that, that means I'm on the same oh, yeah. way All, as all you. this all right. we talk about now, you know okay. what? Play the music. Thank you for your patience. A representative from the right time will be with you shortly. Your current hold time is... 15 seconds. Yo, uh, my guy Jay's made this point at work. How much must they have not rocked with Carson Wentz? <laughs> that they looked at Jalen Hurts and were like, yeah, give it a try. Let's see. Well, he ain't even tall. <laughs> and, and, and ate the biggest cap number, the cap charge in NFL history to do it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> damn that contract we just gave you. People you know? must not like that guy. But, conver- oh. but conversely, they love, like, to your point, love they Jaylen love Jalen Hurts. And he's perfect for that city. He's perfect for that team. Um, oh, hey, and all, I mean, but, but just the story of the Super Bowl and black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl is fascinating. Because the other thing I was thinking about too, man, is like, and I'm sure this point has been made plenty of times, but I think this is, this is 10 years. Yeah, this is 10 years. Kaepernick. Had he been a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I don't know that it would have made a difference or not, but the conversation would have gone a lot different, I think. The thing I hate about it, we have forgotten that dude he was bad tw- 2012 through 2013 in particular he was bad shut Woo! your mouth <laughs> ask the packers about that. ask the saints and the packers about about colin kaepernick his first start was that monday night game i think it was against the bears and he killed it and it was like Okay, but they're going to go back to Alex Smith. Alex Smith was having a pretty good year, right? Like, they're going to go back. No, 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 no. They did not. And there's that clip of him. I think it was that sideline, ga- that 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 playoff game against the Packers where he was d- the first time he was dominating them. And he's on the sideline, and they had the clip of him. And honestly, we'd never seen a quarterback. We had never seen a quarterback with tattoos up and down his arms. We'd never yeah. seen that guy. Yeah. And they went over him, and he was like, yo, 
don't sleep on me, bro. I will never forget that. And they were this close to winning that Super Bowl. Like they, he would now you want to talk about somebody that wasn't no game manager. They were out right. there winning games because they had that dude. Oh, he was yeah. a problem. He was something. He was, he was, he was something. And if he'd had a Super Bowl attached to his name, because I mean, people, some people forget that he went to a Super Bowl right. a couple of years ago when uh, when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. It was like they're telling the history of the Niners and Super Bowls. They just skipped over him now, obviously, conveniently. They ain't forgetting. They want us to forget. They want to They want to pretend like he somebody. Somebody was like, is it okay? Did you ask the boss? He didn't answer. Yeah. Just take it off. Just take it off. Just take it off. Just take it off. Yeah. But no, man. I mean, it's a. I when it first happened, and not because it's like I don't see color, but when it first when when it was first official that was Kansas City versus um Philadelphia, it, I, the first, my mind didn't immediately go to two black quarterbacks. It didn't immediately go there. I still, re- what? By, by the way, right there, when Josh Johnson came in the game, I'm like, cool, we got it no matter what. If uh, <laughs> like, like, this game. No, no, no. But the reason it didn't immediately go there is not because, not because I don't recognize the significance, is because these dudes belong there. These dudes are not along for the ride. You know, these dudes are not, they didn't, they didn't, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it's like we we gonna have one for a long time. Patrick Mahomes yeah. in the NFC Championship game five 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 years in a row, and in the Super Bowl now three times in four years. So Patrick Mahomes is a given. When it comes to Jalen Hurts, they've been the best team all year. So I was looking at it strictly like from a football standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, the Eagles are probably gonna go to the Super Bowl. Kansas City is at home again. They're the best team, in, you know, and they're they're a dynasty right now. This was their being a black quarterback in the NFL right now is no longer a novelty, and not just that. They are the better. If you, if you look at the list of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, a hell of a lot of them are gonna be black. Yeah, that, that, and that and that and that's where we're at now. So I think that's why it's less of a conversation because to your point about Jalen Hurts, the, the game the, the game has caught up to them, you yeah. know. And now and now it's, it's being built around whether it's Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, where that entire organization is built around his skill set from a roster construction standpoint, from a schematic standpoint. Look at what Philadelphia has done. It's no longer fitting this square peg into our round hole. You're going to run this offense the way we run this offense. And you got to play this way. They've re- they've finally come to realize, like, if you want to win, you're going to play to their skill set. And, and, and that's the way the game has gone. So that's why it didn't jump out to me. Like, oh, wow, it's two black quarterbacks. I'm looking at and, and this. This is going to sound real cheesy, but understand what I mean when I say it. I'm looking at like, no, these are two great quarterbacks. Full stop. Like, there's, there's, there's no qualifying it. There's no, like, oh, you know, he's a good black quarterback. Like, even all the things that Doug Williams you had to go, you know, how long have we been a black quarterback? It's like, we don't even have to look at them as, like, well, he's the best black quarterback or he is a good black quarterback or we are, we're not counting on one hand the amount of, of black quarterbacks and talking about their struggles and whether or not they're actually getting an opportunity or getting a raw deal. It's like, they're the best quarterbacks. They're the highest paid quarterbacks. They're they're the most successful quarterbacks. They're faces of the franchises. If only we can get head coaches on that level, we'd be all right. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's a good so. place for us to ride, man. That is Michael Smith. Check him out on Brother from Another on Peacock. Uh, he also, I guess I ain't really talked about that here. We got the best man cameos. You check that out on Peacock, too. You know what I'm wow. saying? Why, why don't you do something lucrative but less dangerous? 
Like selling drugs. <laughs> I wrote I wrote my own bars, baby. I wrote my own bars for that one. That was that was wild. Malcolm Lee in my house with an iPhone. That was an iPhone, and my phones be doing powerful things out here, babe. But dog, I, I appreciate you greatly, man. Good to see you, brother. Take care. Likewise, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the right time. We do this three times a week. Parker Owens and Ariel Casio joining us behind the scenes. That's like saying somebody's name for the first time on the podcast. Hope I got it right. If not, my bad. Uh, remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.